Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. the official Hat Chat Harry Potter podcast oh, <laughs> for oh, the super God. fans of Harry Potter Hat Films. Um, <laughs> I'm impressed how well they Edward, a.k.a. Philbert Picklesworth, jammed that into that style. I mean, like, that mm. was impressive. Uh, wow. Intricate. Yeah. So are we, gonna, is it, yeah. we are going to talk about Harry Potter now? This is... Well, we get ch- I guess this we is the opening. To. There is actually some news right about the intro, I guess. I can oh. tell you about later. Oh yes, save yeah. it, save it for the news section. Okay, God, it's it's an Welcome early. Welcome to yeah, go on. Sorry, Trot. Episode eighty-four. Let's just get this out of the yep. way. Episode eighty-four of the Hatchet Podcast. We're your hosts, Chris Trot, Ross Hornby. Alex Smith. It's it's really wow. early. It's it's eleven o'clock. It's yeah, when earlier you, than normal. It, it was when you cut off there. I, I it wasn't a gap in the internet time or ping. Mm. It was just my brain. Yeah, just registering <laughs> yeah. what you were saying just then. Okay. This is an early one. Right. I have no coffee in my house either, so I'm desperately trying to make tea oh, wake me no. up. He's trying um, to get high in other ways. Yeah, exactly. It's like this would be a great coffee day, and I don't have any left. Um, uh, yeah, no. Damn it. I, I you roll the dice on McDonald's. Oh. Will the coffee machines work today? <laughs> or, or am I going to have to awkwardly be the guy that speeds through the drive-thru? Yeah. Oh, your McFlurry machine's I not working. I can't believe this. <laughs> you do um, this to me. I'm a customer. Why are you reversing out the drive-thru? Christ, just go forward. <laughs> this is disgusting. I can't believe this. Your McDonald's, you don't have any milkshakes. It's disgusting. There's a man smashing the front windows. Um, I'm not uh, sure why somebody's doing really with coffee. annoyed about the coffee machine. Um, yeah. That is annoying, though. Well, yeah, but it's annoying to you. It's but I mean, like, problem. yeah, exactly. It's like it, I, I got that sometimes when I used to work at McDonald's. People would just be like, "You're kidding me! You are absolutely kidding me!" And I and I get obviously I, I felt like that because when you're hungry or when you're thirsty or whatever like and you want a certain thing and you're really excited about it and you go through i understand you know you're really disappointed you're annoyed that you've wasted the time queuing but ultimately just think of the think of the guy in the window you know he he, he didn't break the machine yeah you shouldn't have she, punched him is all well you, you didn't know, have to punch him maybe they didn't make their coffee so you hot, were quite mouthy so much when i threw it back in the window true that's the Bloody thing. That's all I was buying the coffee for, <laughs> just to throw it back. Jesus Christ. So, it is cold outside. Thank you. But yeah, we are the number one Harry Potter podcast. Yeah. And hey. we're here. Thank this you so much to Edward, a.k.a. Philbert Picklesworth, yes. who sent that to us, who's actually a student composer. Wow. I thought I'd do a little bit of what they sent in their email. Oh, good, okay. They've been classically trained, which I think you can tell, considering how many notes they fit into that finger, which mm. they'd made in a couple hours, mm. which is nuts. Um and they they said if there's any other musical genre style, give them one and we'll give it a go. Um, so exactly. reggae, reggae, uh, but with classical yeah. like Beethoven style before, didn't you? orchestra. Yeah, um, that'd be great. Thank you. Uh, as always, 
huge thanks to our Patreon supporters who are keeping us going mm-hmm. and uh, through these, you know, difficult, uncertain, unprecedented times. <laughs> uh, we very much appreciate it. You also get the ad-free version and you get to choose the hypothetical of the week. Oh. The question that we talk about for the first half of the podcast. So, Alex, have you got it there? Mm. First hypothetical <clears throat> chosen by our wonderful Patreon supporters is what if you could not make your own decisions? Um, really weirdly put there, but you had to choose someone else to make them for you. Who would you choose and why? So basically you're having to choose somebody to make all of your decisions for you. Who yeah. is that person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a thing you can get mm. done uh, with the government where you essentially elect two people or one person to manage entirely your finances right. and your bank account for you. I can't remember what that's like called. It's like a conservatorship. Um, yes, or, or, and, something and, like and that. And a bit like right of attorney as well. There are, there are various... It's basically like you aren't good with your money or mm. you aren't good with your decision-making and therefore you need someone else to take ownership of This is what happened to Britney so Spears. Get... So Britney yeah, Spears was... Conservatorship. Yeah, was, was put into one of these... Um, but you're you're wondering what it would be like if if it was a good thing. I'm not saying that. If it's a good thing. I'm saying that it exists. Yeah. It exists where other people can make decisions for you. But what if every single decision <laughs> you ever make, like, do I get out of so bed? So I'm guessing do this has to happen, right? Because I can't imagine anyone would choose this. Like, literally, you, just no, you have to do it. Right. It's... You just can't make your own decisions anymore. And someone else has to God. do it. Why would you both pick me? Well, I mean, I feel I I feel bad for the person who had to make the decisions because that's a that's some that's a job that's a full time yeah, situation full-time of like okay you need to do this do this do yeah. this but how how are they going to get on with their day if they're constantly choosing decisions for you so you need mm. to choose someone who you maybe don't well you but has no life that sure but also <laughs> someone who's responsible because you don't want them to be like, well, I'm going to make this jackass walk into a main road. Busy, busy traffic. <laughs> um, so you don't want someone who's going to fuck, fuck with you or like, you know. Which way should I run, um, up to run in traffic today? Yeah. Into so, flow or with the flow? Yeah. I mean, imagine like Johnny Knoxville being in charge of your decision. You would just yeah. be, you know, the number one star on jackass. He would make you do everything. And you'd be like, well, yeah, I guess I've got to go, you know, roll in a pile of pins or whatever <laughs> shit they do now. <laughs> wow that was on a wrestling thing I saw the other day Trot Tr- showed me it was pretty brutal were they also breaking bulbs over each other's backs when they had uh, I think Mankind uh, sprinkled a load of um, safety pins oh it was Not the classic pins. Undertaker throwing Mankind off uh, tanks, yeah. Hell in a Cell yeah yeah, yeah. and they rolled it oh, on classic Oh, it's just oh fuck that does look yeah that, i mean it was like it was like a home alone trap like mm. it was but still it, it really was it looked effective enough to be like Ooh, that spectacle. doesn't look good Oof, he's gonna have those little thumbtacks just a little bit in his skin that's gonna sting um, did it make him they get stuck in his body yeah there was, there was some blood yeah, yeah. is this which is, is this old it was a bucket filled with, it's old yeah, old okay, it's yeah. the classic like second ever hell in the cell where undertaker it's that meme that went over like reddit for ages where they do like a big copy pasta about like really important information, and it's like, and that's when Undertaker threw Mankind off the cell and Hell in the Cell. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. That's that that match. Right. But yeah. yeah, holy shit, they messed each other up for that one. But anyway, that's besides the point. Yes. You wouldn't have Mankind or Undertaker. Or Johnny Knoxville. Why would they? Why was he decision. called Mankind? Because that's just one of his characters, like really crazy, masked. Did he represent? Uh, all of he mankind? had three characters. It's good point. Like, what, no, what's the story weird. behind it? I don't know okay. too much about him. Okay. Just that he's a bit wacky. All right. Wacky man. I don't wacky think there's man. much in it. Um, what, yeah. would, what, what if you could not make your own decisions? Um, I, I don't know who I would choose. This is a really difficult... I mean, ultimately, you're giving up your agency to another person. So it's mm. like, choose your keeper, isn't it? I would, I would clone myself. You would clone that? yourself to... Can I do be, that? Well, I think that's not a bad idea. I mean, I, sometimes I hate making decisions. You don't get to mm. make that decision. Well, that's it. Yeah, you think we're going to clone you? Oh, there was someone dedicated to making the right decisions, or like Mm. you said earlier on with financial decisions. Sure, like going, oh, you should uh, buy this because it will, you know, be a good investment, or um, I don't know. But yeah, maybe a clone of yourself to then just be. That's all they do is monitor. They're just sat there with a like a monitor, watching everything you do and left and right. I think I pick that decision. That decision. Someone like. Craig, because he works with us already, and he could just like make me make content 
just by asking me to. Mm. Mm-hmm. He would be there filming it anyway and editing it. And also, I feel like he's a little bit conservative in terms of making decisions and being yeah. frugal and being good with his, you know, not being reckless. So I'd be safe. Or maybe too safe. But what maybe if he realised? What if he realised it doesn't really affect his life if he makes you make a crazy decision? So he can make the best content because you were willing to go a lot further than you would normally, above mm-hmm. and beyond. So he's like, yeah, yeah. That's okay, the thing. I think Craig would pile um, of steaming dog shit for the for the meme for the joke, and then you're like, well, I God, I, I would normally say no to this, but he's made me do it, and now you're covered <laughs> in dog shit. And and I can never feathers. see Craig doing it. I can never see Craig doing no, it. Every nice. time we make stuff that's like a little bit beyond Craig's threshold, he's like, oh, I don't know about this, guys. Maybe we shouldn't. Yeah. So I think he'd never... I'd do very pedestrian stuff in his hands. <laughs> well, You'd be walking, holding the camera. Not walking. Pedestrian. Not walking. Just enjoying life. Mm-hmm. And here I am enjoying this tree today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice tree. No, I do sketches and stuff, I imagine. Yeah. Like funny sketches with dad jokes littered throughout. All dad jokes. Yeah. That's the decision making. <laughs> Just constant. What about the decision whether you should wipe your ass or not? Do you know what I mean? Things like that. Yeah. When it comes I, down I, to the details. He'd, he'd cater to it. I think he would. He'd be like, no, hop in the shower, mate. Wash that bad boy off fully. Make the right decision. Your day suddenly yeah. becomes quite the chore. You're doing everything the long way around. Yeah, you've got to do a handstand really to suck. wipe your ass. Like, what if it got? Right. What if the person in charge of you made you do like really complex physical things that you weren't really capable of? So it's like it could force you to get fit. Do a handstand, yeah. and then you're like, I can't do handstands. It's like, go on, keep trying, and like you just hurt yourself over and over, and then eventually mm. you're handstanding against a wall, wiping your own ass, and you're like, thanks, Craig. It's like a Mister Me still Craig in my situation, mind. right? It's an interesting yeah. situation because like <clears throat> you don't get to respond, do you? No, you just got to do, do it. You? In this scenario, it seems like no. You, so like you're, you're not really your, living your your life anymore. No, you're just like subject to someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a bit sucky. And so also, I don't really like they're on a power trip as well, like controlling like a puppet. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't pick Ross because of the things he said. No. Uh, mostly about tiring the and dog shit and with the feathers. The dog shit. That was a new one. I just that just happened in my head, and right, I would make you do it. I. Yeah, you would, and you'd film it, Yeah, and you'd edit it and have a gleeful smile on your face as you watch be. back the feathering with mm. the dog shit. Yeah. Like, that It'd was a funny. really funny what moment. What would that smile look like? Glee- what sort of gleeful smile? <laughs> like, like you're looking at, like, a funny video. <laughs> like, you'd force me to watch it as well, wouldn't you? You'd, yeah, no, you'd, you'd make watch me it back, yeah, while mm. still in, in the cold poo <laughs> all over you. You'd cold? Be, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, look at the monitor, look at the monitor. That's great, isn't it? Look, you are. You're completely it. dumped in it. You're like, please don't make me do it again. I'm like, no, no, stay where you are. You have no decision making. I'm your controller. Week six and Chris Trotz <laughs> still it. hasn't wiped his ass. Oh, God. Please. Only because I've forgotten. Please. I've forgotten to tell him. Oh, my God. I've forgotten this whole time. <laughs> oh, shit. Literally forgot. Oh, my God. It's just negligence. <laughs> he hasn't been wiping his ass, has he? Oh. I'm too busy thinking about wiping my own ass. And then I forgot to so. sort you out. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, no. all in all, I think this is a pretty bad idea. Yeah, uh, would you get an AI I system? You should maybe. Mm, it could be interesting to live like based on an AI an decisions, couldn't it? I mean, I think the, it'd be the closest the, to be making a, your own decisions. Yeah, there could be a future where you pay for better and better algorithms to make better and better choices for you. I mean, I don't think it's very far away, and I'm sure there's lots of investment and index funds that use some element of AI to keep a track of the markets. But essentially, if somebody said, hey, we've got this really great AI with all of these data inputs that's really good at predicting like stock market trends, you just have to subscribe to the AI and um, it'll give you tips. Like that is, is um, of course, if somebody had created that AI, they just use it for themselves. Uh, but if they did provide it as a service, yeah, it's a genius um, yeah, yeah. If they did provide it as a service, then yeah, you could subscribe to it. And then one day that could expand further into how do I make the best life decisions? Um, and I mean, so how, the, what happens if everyone those exist, has that? I feel like they exist. Has that. Yeah, we have we have algorithms and modeling software to do all sorts of things, and like I say, they are they're already used in in by investment companies and firms and hedge funds as well as as part of the consideration. I'm not sure they're entirely relied upon, but um, outside yeah. of the realm of finances and stocks, mm-hmm. say this AI controls like you're going into a shop, right? Yeah, and it's like you're looking at the dessert aisle, mm-hmm. and the AI is like, you shouldn't buy any of these things. 
head over to the healthy vegetable aisle. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, well, fuck off. No, I want a dessert. Well, and you pick it up. It's like, no, error. And then it just shocks Put you. The dessert down. And it sends a shock into you, the base you get of your shocked. neck. Like, yeah. error, what error. level of, like... Because it's, it's all well, well you have having no an AI in this situation, so you would just. Oh, you don't have choice. Yeah, you would just. I mean, if 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 you would like a choice in in this hypothetical situation, but if you're thinking about, you know, hiring an AI to, to teach, I mean, you you yeah, know this hiring, you We're know what's good and bad. E, and ultimately, if you've got agency, it's your decision. Like you know, it's like using my fitness pal or something like that. You know, you know. By this point, you're a grown adult. You've done enough in sort of research into food and things like that. You understand when you're not eating well. Um, just, yeah, but that doesn't change whether you eat well or not. Well, you're just asking for like somebody to underst- take away your free will so you stop making bad decisions. That's yeah, what that's, you're isn't that exactly for. what the AI thing is? No, no, the, <laughs> the, 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 no, the AI thing is, is suggesting you the best way to live your life. And then mm. you're saying, well, what if I, I'm following that, but then I go down an aisle and I see a dessert and it's like, no, don't take that because that's not the best way. And I still do. I'm like, well, you're just making a decision to go against the AI that you asked to make your life the best. You're rebelling. Yeah. You're fighting the well, AI. In your head. Rebelling or, no. you know, fighting temptation. Because, yes, I have very clear an understanding mm. of what's right and wrong. Doesn't mean I always make the right decision. No. Uh, because I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Mama hungry and I want a dessert. I don't want to eat. I know that leeks are better for me than... Uh, like a trifle, mm. but I'm sometimes I want a fucking trifle. Well, I mean, That's your shopping choice must be fucking nuts. Leeks or trifle? Two yeah. completely bizarre. How often do you eat healthy, trifle? Healthy, unhealthy. I think I've had trifle about fifteen <laughs> years. When was the last time you ate trifle? I don't know. I don't remember <laughs> last time I ate trifle. Fucking nineteen fifties. But I think nice are we not, is, is technology not going that way anyway to start yeah. like kind of yeah, dictating totally. what you In should be doing? And people are like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll just let this tell me what to do. Or you, mm-hmm. I guess, you can pre-program it to do a set of tasks that you should be following. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that will probably get to a point where it's just like, you know, I've been uh, following this, uh, you know, new iOS or whatever that literally tells me what to do every fucking second of the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like, like the Breathe app and the Stand Up app and all that shit. That you can yeah, do. exactly. Like, that oh, shit. my God, the yeah. Stand Up one. It's already here. And, mm. like, which? how many of us have turned it off? I've oh, turned it off. Like, yeah, I know it's it's good for me. But it's only like just begun, properly, like, So think about where it gets to. When the Neuralink well, starts. The I, I feel like you just bam. check out from it. Because if it's so intrusive like that, and it's constant, mm. like every decision is like, maybe you should not do that and do this instead of like, have you taken a moment to do, think about this? Yeah. It's like, fuck off. I'm doing something else. Like, this is not what I'm into right now. <laughs> you but just turn it off. I, I picture that being like in the future. Like if you, like we, like they, you know, put those, you know, camera in your eyes or whatever and the Neuralink thing. So you've basically got a UI system. That would be mm. all like basically what's inside the Iron Man's mask. Mm-hmm. That'll be it. You'll be walking down the aisle and it'll just basically just like have a little green light next to something you, it suggests for you or maybe a recipe suggestion. And I imagine that's where you start like make, t- making decisions based on an algorithm and based on a piece of tech. So then that will be, be doing the job doing for you. Anyway. And you'll be like, well, we are, do- we are doing it now. But I'm just mm. saying like in the future, I imagine that's going to be, you know, 10 times what it is now. Even oh, more. Yeah. In- I think decisions will be made. And it's more like, well, so it, instead of this you- is calculating the correct thing. So I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It's basically taking out that extra step that we're doing right now, which is essentially when you come to cook, you Google the best recipe mm-hmm. uh, and you're looking through the search engine for like what's got the highest ratings and stuff. That yeah. AI is essentially skimming that all for you, scraping like based on like your previous preferences and mm-hmm. also the amalgamated research on reviews. And uh, this seems like the best worded article without two paragraphs of fluff of story about how they developed it with their grandparent. Uh, this is the great recipe for you. Uh, so it's basically taking all that work out, essentially, of you yeah. using Google. Um, so, yeah. But, which removes the idea of you of choice mm-hmm. as well, because it's like, well, this is the decision you would have made mm. based on, like, RAI. You don't get, really. And, like, you would start using it, right? Because is easier and well therefore... yeah i mean it's a double-edged sword isn't it because like ultimately yeah you could perhaps choose the calculated best outcomes for you for your particular set of desires however the mm. more you adhere to that ai the less free will you have and ultimately you're just trusting 
yeah exactly that it has your best interests at heart and it all end well and i don't know we don't have a yeah, huge amount of evidence to suggest that that does actually end well because you know social media hasn't gone that well in terms of helping humanity no. really i mean no it hasn't yeah yeah and also like ai is based on input right data information mm -hmm. and it learns through changes whereas if you just adhere to it over time the ai is not getting any better necessarily you're just like agreeing to the things that it gives you straight away mm. um so you're not giving it any new info it's like oh interesting you made a unique decision there i'll update the ai neural network to accommodate your new thought patterns yeah. and decision making whereas if you just like it's it's like wally -E. have you seen wally -E mm. recently not, not recently. Well, literally on the little pods and they're not yeah. even moving they're just like, like being guided around yeah consumers and then it's like on screen everything changes like the the blue slushies are now red and everyone's turns red it's like oh and they start drinking it <laughs> they've literally thought about that at pixar already yeah, i mean um, it's not a, sure it's not a particular i mean wally's an overrated film i'm gonna say it. it's it's completely overrated it, it, it's Yes, it's just a series I'm of, of smack-you-in-the-face <laughs> metaphors for problems with humanity. Yes, people are becoming fat and they're being driven around in chairs, you know, like, it was, yeah, it's consumerism. It's, it's just consumerism taken to an extreme. And I mean, not everybody is going to be like that. You're always going to have outliers. You're always going to have people who want to resist against the status quo. So the idea, I mean, the only way that that exists in Wally -E is if they eradicated all of the people that didn't want to be fat chair people. All right, and you're telling me the fat chair people won a war against people who didn't want to be fat chair people? No way, man. No way. I don't think that's the story of Wally, -E, though. No, nah, but it should I be. I think you're looking at like a very specific thing of the film, and th that's the main part of the film. It's not. No, I'm not. I'm, I think I'm that's just, just like saying that, like that. Yeah, I didn't find that a particularly like eye-opening metaphor. But then, um... I don't think it was meant to be. I think it was meant to be like, huh? They're all stuck in this space station. They have been for so long, and they've got so accustomed to this life up here that. Mm. They're all just useless. They're all non-human beings now because they're just consumers. Um, yeah, and they've, over the generations, they've become. Was, that. Isn't it because Earth is just littered with shit? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and they just escaped, and they were meant to return to Earth when the Wally -E robots were meant to clean it all up, but then it never happened. But they took way too wrong. long. The Wally -E guys—they yeah, are just so long. inefficient. I mean, you can they tell big, they need to be bigger. They need to be much up. larger. They need to be mm. much larger robots. Yeah. Um, tiny, should we do a quick toy? ad break and then segue sure. into the second hypothetical? Sure. I can't wait. Let's do a quick ad break, and we'll be back shortly. Hello, my friend. My name's Sean, and I want to end your suffering. No, not like that. With meditation in my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers. Each episode, I'll take you through how mindfulness can help you to feel less anxious and frustrated and put you on the path of happiness, all through the lovely, grimy lens of video games. So make time to level up your mental health and take the first step on your spiritual skill tree. Join me and subscribe to Mindfulness for Gamers right here, right now. Man, that was really short if you're a Patreon oh my God. subscriber. Or maybe you were lucky and you didn't get an ad at all. So thank you. Uh, let's move on, shall we? There's a second Patreon which kind of ties in with the whole decision-making AI, which okay. uh, we could briefly skirt over before we move on to funny news. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, so, super quick. Well, because it's kind of a little bit about what we've been talking about, which is say you have a kid, brackets, lol. Um, would you have a free <laughs> chip in. put in your child's brain to provide all basic knowledge of math, language, hit and history facts, etc.? Yes. Yes. Well, so they immediately have knowledge saying. of... Yeah. Yeah. I'd also be looking for an upgrade to that chip if there's, like, more than just the basic knowledge. Mm -hmm. They've immediately... So what, they learn it, or it's just, like, a database in their head where they can recall it if they need to? Which I guess is yeah. learning I'm, it. Consider it, like, a smart and always updating uh, government-approved... Uh, you know, like, how education is given out to schools. Mm -hmm. This is, like, the current education that all children should receive edgy chip that is what's edgy chip that's what's given to kids what's, and it's updated there's got to be time. a downside to this because you can't just have the, the gift of basic knowledge being fed without really any real work involved they have to have a massive Elon door cut on the top of their head when they're a baby there it is there it is that's pretty pretty big downside but i think 
Um, are you the first to take this challenge on, or has this already existed for some time? Because I feel like I wouldn't want to be the guinea pig. You're part of the definitely first be human like, trials. Okay. <laughs> ah, he's not more intelligent. Uh, something's gone wrong here. I don't think people Mr. Would do Ross it. Hornby. It's such a massive risk. We have elected risk, you, isn't it, for your kids' it is life? Risk. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, if it was. Also, I wouldn't do it if it's like a Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson, Elon Musk oh, um, this is it, pipe dream. Because it's going to be I someone's think it's dangerous. Just cause, well, or it, if you mean yeah, a faceless like, corporation instead, which is that even better? I mean, I don't want to go down the capitalist rant sure. route. However, okay. this is the problem we're living right mm. now, is the people that are trying to be, trying, I put in quote marks, progressive and making waves in technological feats such as Neuralink, are in the hands of megalomaniacs who are essentially in control of their own private trials, mm -hmm. which aren't approved by any sort of body. They're a private company that are allowed to do private secret things, and they're releasing that to the mass public? That's okay? Like, where are the sanctions there? Where is, like, the science-approved shit that, like, goes through... Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the still, usual checks like a vaccine would. They still uh, would have to. Um, put for that something through. involving kids, yeah, it, it, yeah. This would take like fucking years oh, and yeah. years to get approval. But it's still <laughs> kind of scary that it's the head of it is a person yeah. that yeah. makes tweets that does it, like and, he and does. does it for money. Yeah, Ultimate and also whether does it entirely whether, for money. Yeah. yeah, and some governments might not want you being smart from the get go, smarter than them. I had to work to get and my knowledge, and they're just getting straight away. What's going on? <laughs> I think ultimately, like, as much as Musk uses his platform to say, like, I want to get all, I want us to be an interplanetary species, a multiplanet species, mm -hmm. and I, I think we want to solve, uh, you know, Parkinson's and other degenerative diseases by our Neuralink. I think that's all marketing bullshit, and ultimately he just cares about his bottom line. Like, he wants to be, like... He wants to be the guy that's like known for making these massive breakthroughs and be the richest guy doing it, mm. rather than he doesn't actually care about the individual, I don't think. Mm. And I think he would monetize the Neuralink where possible. Yeah. And that would be scary. Well, so. especially if you, yeah, once you've had it installed, you've had it installed. This is the issue with this is if this, if you started installing lizard chips into kids' heads, it's like, you know, you could have an army on your hands. They could mm. change the software and suddenly, bam. Just, and and you know. is it going to be worth it, I suppose? Like, if somebody put a chip in my head that allowed me to fly, I'd be like, yeah. right, that's a pretty big upgrade. But, like... I, <laughs> fucking hell. Like, fly as in learn how, how does to that pilot work? or fly physically, <laughs> fly like Superman? Fly like... It just turns Superman. out I had to think about it. <laughs> yeah. okay. I can fly. It's all just subjective, guys. Yeah. It turns out we needed chips to allow us to manipulate our own simulation. Um, but like, Oh, uh, shit. It's a hack chip. Yeah, but, like... Um, yeah, for sure. Because you just imagine, like a few, like ten years down the line, like you've got the chip from twenty twenty, and it's now twenty thirty, and they're like, because it's like um, yeah. in, uh, the the game Deus Ex. Um, there's yeah. the original ones. There was people who got the mods quite early on, versus people who were getting new mods later on in their development. And the new mods are much less obvious. You know, they're they're a much more elegant design. Whilst the earlier mods the early, were very like yeah. just bolting something like Borg style, like you know, sticking stuff to yeah. the front of your head. And I think that very much will be the reality of it. I think that as the technology There'll progresses... Be a wealth disparity. That as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, looking at this, this is designer babies again, isn't it? What we're talking about here. Would you put a chip in your kid's head? In a way, yeah. I think I 100% am behind I feel like a chip designer would be in babies, though. adults' heads first before um, it went to the kids. Yeah, probably. Although what happens if, could, if it could only be fitted in a developing brain, you know, rather than... Oh, well, yeah. But the fact that, like, language as well, like learning other languages and just having that in your That'd database... What that would change for, like, I guess, communication in general. Yeah, and how, it would advance how, the human race. You know, world leaders talk to each other might be a, a different rather than through a translation, which isn't always the cleanest way, right? You wouldn't need translation in between. There no. would be a middleman, mm -hmm. yeah. Or a reliant on a technology to translate. You would just inherently know how that language works. Mm -hmm. And so there wouldn't be a breakdown in communication. That, that would be quite a benefit, in my opinion. But at the same time, though, you got a subscription service and you're like, well, if you want the extra language package, mm -hmm. you're going to have to, if you want the best for your child, mm -hmm. sorry, you're going to have to pay for the premium package because that's the way we've monetized the Neuralink. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's how it's going to go. It's like, there's not going to be any real progression. Like mm -hmm. the, the wealthy will be 
uh, multilingual, very smart, uh, like people in Oxford, ultimately, because they're privileged and have the money to go there Just um, and go to university. And then you'll still have people that can't afford the top line Neuralink. They'll have the basic package, yeah. which teaches them mm -hmm. what you learn in schools anyway. So <laughs> are we really going to be it's a time saver, that though, much isn't it? better off? If you could learn yeah, everything you learn at school, mm -hmm. if we could eradicate school in its current form, maybe um, I'd be for it. Maybe social skills because would be better, <laughs> or I don't know. Maybe maybe there'd be better like time to spend on balancing hormones and stuff like that, and other like things. mitigating early depression or like trauma, like dealing with that. Like if something bad happens to a kid, yeah. say something that like. It seems trivial at the time, but it's like one of those memories that like creates a butterfly effect of problems in the future. What if the the Neuralink is aware of that and like sends a load of dopamine to be like, "It's okay, calm me mm. down," and it doesn't become a traumatic episode? If it becomes more like be a pacemaker. Good. I think I think that's the, yeah. that's the ideal implementation of the technology at this point, isn't it? It's a bit like um, just well, balancing. <clears> you the brain. brought up Parkinson's earlier, and there's there's already technology that stimulates the brain um you know you can it's called marijuana uh, no it's not not marijuana if anything marijuana. you'd want something that produces um a dopamine burst for a, an, a parkinson's patient but <clears throat> yeah anyway um yeah like like literally like things that clip onto the brain to help stimulate um well, actually, what it does is it, it eliminates interference. System, it eliminates right? interference. Yeah. So, like, um, there's the, a lot of the judders and shakes from Parkinson's comes from, um, like, essentially faulty signals or irregular um, movement signals. So the, Constant signals. Yeah, so yeah. the muscles are like, what should I be doing? And then this essentially, like, so just turns them evens off. them out, um, which is amazing. It's amazing, like, watching is, the yeah, videos. It's like, yeah. they literally have a device where they switch it on and they're, they're shaking and then it just slowly... and they can start mm. eating cereal and it's amazing so yeah hopefully um, one day so yeah, more more stuff like that um would you I like think... to hear the harry potter news oh uh, yeah let's read the harry potter news would we? you like to squeeze harry that potter in a moment news. um yeah sure yeah from hypotenuse to harry potter news Hypot very good nice. ross isn't very good yeah um, you must be so proud well not we didn't talk about maths that much so should i be no, not really. No. I no, just really, really thought they worked. Okay, I'm just trying to find a specific yeah, news article before I um. Uh, Harry Potter, um, the the guy that plays the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child actor got fired for 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 being inappropriate. Oh, that's what happened. Right, that's so the news. Is it? So you know the theatre, the guy, the guy that played Harry Potter in the yeah. the theatre show. He got fired well, I, I don't know that guy, but yeah. You don't know me neither, but I was like, oh man. Yeah, so <laughs> Harry Potter himself has been discharged from the theatre. HP. Um, for, for being inappropriate. I can't remember, I remember, remember how. I don't think the it's inappropriate, a, I'm guessing, like, was this? Inappropriate like towards misconduct? fellow cast. Yeah, I think so. Um, Dear God. Wow. I'm trying, I'm trying so it's not, it's not a funny news. It's not it's just funny. A, but, but it's topical with the Yeah, Harry an actor's thing. been fired from the Broadway production of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child following a complaint about his conduct. Um, what did he do? I don't know. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm just quickly nipping through it. He started swearing. <laughs> Fuck off, Ron! <laughs> yeah. Which uh, character? Did, did he play Harry? Fuck Hermione. He played Fuck Harry. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, he did, play, he did play Harry. Oh, my God. Maybe he got an ego trip. I just thought he was the big ball. <laughs> Fuck me. Maybe. You're not Daniel. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah, maybe he just got on his high horse and yeah. treated the other cast members like shit. That was the only bit of Harry Potter news I had that wasn't, you know... It's just that this is a Harry Potter-themed podcast, number one. Um, yeah, and, and I thought, oh, what have I thought about that's Harry Potter-based that isn't J.K. Rowling giving another terrible hot take? Um, yeah. Which one is it? Um, Will Ron Weasley and Hermione's actors really get together in real life? Unlikely. Very, very unlikely. Very unlikely. It's a big, it's a big no. Very unlikely. Very no unlikely. Yeah. That's a big no. It's not happening. Jeez. I don't know what Emma Watson's up to, but she is just the Rupert Grint. She's not grunting for Grint. She's uh, not. She's not grunting for Grint. <laughs> yeah. Very awkward. Yeah. Uh, from what I've heard of Ross and Smith having watched the reunion. Yeah. It's not that. Um, I guess it's not that bad, but like, there is definitely some moments where you're like, grunters, Grint, Grint, Grinters, Grunt is on the table. And Green she was grunt. just like very Hollywood, like very yeah. like, oh, 
oh, you're lovely. And then, great friends. And then Grint gave the impression that he spent, you know, the last ten years sitting down in a cold, quiet room uh, watching, rewatching Harry Potter's again. Yeah, okay. that was me. This is the I best don't years of my life without the format of a film being made around me. <laughs> Christ, no, I'm pretty yeah. sure he stars I mean, in stuff, other stuff. He probably. does. He does. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. He knows he's peaked. Yeah, peaked but in your child. Most child actors should know that. They should. A big yeah. possibility. But it's hard to... You can't prepare for that when you're a kid. No, but you I'm, can't. I'm sure you no. can mop up it's his just all with his piles and piles of cash. You know, never having to, you know, Some take on any of the of challenges. I mean, the main three definitely have piles and piles yeah. of cash. But I was, I, was it Tom Fulton who kind of got into some troubles? Felton. Spent all his Felton? Did it? Yeah. He spent a load of his cash. One of them got into Not gambling filters. or something. One of them just made poor investments. Right, and it's like, wow! I was relying on that Harry you know Potter who money. Didn't? Who's that? The child actor uh, from Malcolm in the Middle. Ah, yeah. Uh, who we all think had loads of concussion and can't remember Malcolm. In the Frank Muniz. Apparently, you can. Oh yeah, Frank, Frank Muniz. Yeah. Apparently, he made some fantastic decisions, and he is minted. Good for him. Like his family told him to like invest it and not touch it for a long time. I think that was a child trust anyway where you can't actually access the money after a certain period because kids shouldn't have that much money yeah. according mm-hmm. to certain laws. But then anyway, he started like buying property and shit in like really up and coming big areas in America, yeah. which then became like massively gentrified and he earned a ton of money. I was uh, listening to um, Steve-O. Oh, yeah, steve <laughs> He has like a little show where he... His brings doc- people into his RV yeah, and then has little chats. I listened to that the other day as well, but like, there's only so much of his voice I can now tolerate. Oh, it's so Steve-o. like strained. And, I, know, and yeah. I just feel like it, it makes me feel like my throat sore. Do you know what I mean? When you yeah. hear something, yeah. you're like, uh, so what was it like when you were doing this gig? And it's just like, <laughs> oh man, like I, oh, I just want to clear your throat or something. I know obviously you can't help it, but it's just, it makes me feel like my throat sore. I don't know why that voice, is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've just drug abuse. So he's he was come around the other side. He's, he's a very well-rounded gent. He's actually quite a good host. Yeah. And he seems very interested in the people he brings on, which yeah. is better than Joe Rogan. It says Don't here Frankie Moon is, has several like accolades here. So actor, film producer, race car driver, musician, yeah. voice actor, drummer, screenwriter, he's television producer. Well. So, and he's, he's apparently worth a net worth of 30 mil. So there you go. I think like the people around him, he had Brian Cranston as well. I mean on set if that's not like a, an amazing father figure to have on set holy yeah. shit hasn't he had his fair share <laughs> yeah. of like kind of you know public meltdowns as well though we've moon it yeah i feel like that's, that has oh. been a thing in the past unsurprising but well it's come out that he's, he's had, clearly like, doing all right now so fair play yeah he came around and he's got a low money so good on him uh, any other funny well, news this isn't necessarily funny news but it, it surprised me because i actually watched this recently so um Fight Club was recently uh, released in uh, China on one of the uh, streaming services, and mm. they didn't like the ending of Fight Club. And if you're familiar with the ending, I don't. Yeah. I mean, how old is the film now? It's a I don't massive want to spoil spoiler, anything, so. but basically, they 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 completely changed the ending to have like a really happy ending where you know the police win. Okay, so that's all I'll say. Um, and it's just like, it's yeah, it's very strange mm-hmm. that they've they've gone they've they've gone to those lengths to actually re-edit it. And I'm, I'd like to see it this version. It changes the see, entire yeah. purpose of the story. It does, yeah, yeah. But obviously, China doesn't want you know any anti-establishment kind of themes, Sentiment. I guess, in the content. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they've uh, changed the end of the movie. God, imagine um, imagine brainwashing an entire nation of people. I mean, I know that there's probably many, many, many skeptics in China still, but like when you're like, right, we need to make sure that they know that they can't win. Yeah, um, that is just horrible isn't it really i mean it, the fact that it's also possible and like this day and age when i guess they've got control of the internet so what goes in and out mm. um to a degree obviously there's ways around it but the majority wouldn't know how to do that mm. but like the ability to like not have access to the the wider world and be like holy shit you're being indoctrinated by your yeah. um regime of a government mm. jesus well you can't you can't even, yeah you can't even talk about it um there was some they were doing an interview with somebody uh recently uh from china and they were just saying you know oh like there's no problem here like you know everyone's happy with the way it's run there's no no complaints and it's like mm-hmm. well no one can complain yeah that's yeah. the issue yeah because if there's no one's allowed to complain or there's a fear I'm of sure complaining. Big protests i'm pretty sure well, yeah uh, exactly <clears throat> this guy's like no no the, the, the chinese people are happy with everything that's going on no one's complaining it's like well 
Yeah, because if they did, they'll fucking disappear suddenly. Yeah, well, yeah. It's not or, exactly or at least not succeed. There's another, exactly, there's another yeah. side to it. Yeah. It's not just the stick. There's also the yeah. carrot, which mm. is essentially people with higher social credit scores, as in this, this system that they've been using to monitor people's activity in China, mm. will potentially get offered better jobs, will, um, you know, get get more support. Will th- th- you know, Rewarded for yeah, complying. For complying and for promoting um, compliance and and you know for being yeah it's a, it's a little bit like being a crypto bro um mm. or a person pushing nfts um which i what was i reading somebody else has done nfts now a b- bunch of people are doing oh that was it jimmy fucking fallon you know the guy oh. with the fake laugh on fucking well, yeah. he, pr- he talked about his which is an issue because they said that um it, it does account. be considered yeah it, it could be considered like promoting yeah. your own material yeah. and yeah. bumping the value of that thing um, yeah 100 percent, and so, yeah. it is it's like saying i've got stocks in this go buy some now it's yeah. like that's the same thing really it is exactly the same and and it should be based on that but yeah, yeah. like him going like oh i've got my own ape you know he's got one of those yeah. stupid fucking ape things they, they apparently paid 200 million for something like that oh, no wait no that can't be right 200k I think 200k yeah. sorry yeah what? i was Still gonna say not 200 million eye-watering isn't um, it? 200k and like it's just like right people listening right now just don't just don't do nfts if we don't buy into it if people don't buy into it the only reason the only way that this is gonna become a thing is if enough people do it because then it just creates another economy and i think i i like to think that a lot of this like ape shit is mainly just rich people trading things with rich people you know i i i I just kind of i don't think it's off because sorry go on yeah go on no i mean that's it really I, i i just don't think that crypto to me makes more sense than nft does and and you know i understand why people can like use it in within systems within marketplaces to provide digital accountability for things i I understand that value too but just this whole thing of like you don't need to own a picture of an ape the only reason you want to own that picture of that ape is for its potential speculative value in the future it doesn't do anything it doesn't give you anything it's not transactional like anyway yeah what are you gonna say drop I, I really dislike how NFTs and cryptocurrency have become synonymous with the technologies mm. that drive them. Yeah. And therefore, anytime anyone mentions uh, crypto or um, shit, what is like the ledger and blockchain? What is that technology? Blockchain. The blockchain. Mm. Anytime blockchain is mentioned, it's always associated with Bitcoin and therefore NFTs and therefore crypto bros who are you know destroying the environment and just really rich kids throwing around jpegs Mm -hmm. when really like web 3.0 which has been developed developed with the sole purpose of trying to decentralize these massive companies like amazon and google owning servers in centralized places all around the world it would be essentially a case of sharing that information across everyone's computer device and thus yeah it wouldn't be owned by any particular massive corporation that get to vet and filter that information to you. Instead, everyone would have access to the same information and you couldn't gatekeep it. Yeah, That's the idea of Web 3.0, and I like that idea. However, it's been ruined by the image that NFTs have created mm. on that same thing. And it's going to be difficult to make that image like good for the general populace again. Mm-hmm which is a real shame because, of course, companies like Google and Amazon are going to allow this NFT shit to carry on because they want to continue their centralized servers where they have control over everyone's information. Uh, and essentially their internet is on their servers. Like all of Google's search engine stuff that you've ever searched is going to their servers first. It's not being vetted and checked and acknowledged by everyone else's PC to be like, you know what, that's not actually good information mm-hmm. and it's all going to Google. But yeah, it's pretty annoying. Like you say, like uh, yeah, all this shit's hosted on like Amazon-owned servers a lot of the time, <laughs> um, and they can just like change anything whenever they want. Yeah, um, it's in their hands. It's in a private company's hands. The the entire internet is privately owned technically because of the massive companies that have grown to provide all these services for you. So who owns and, the uh, um, you know the cables that uh, run from country to country? Who owns yeah. it? Is it just a shared ownership between those two countries that it connects Not to? Sure or is it the internet? Or is it a specific co- internet company that owns that cable, the undersea mm. cables? 
Because then that's, you know, you've uh, literally got the cable that connects everyone in a certain area. Because they had to replace Tongas Starlink recently. Starlink comes in. Yeah. Um, and more like wireless transmission. Yeah. Uh, I'm just like transatlantic cable right? communications. Yeah, but Starlink doesn't look like it's going to go. Like, Starlink's already caused a bunch of fucking issues. Uh, you know, there, there's the, the problem with having so many mini satellites up there is it's cluttering the fuck out of our immediate space, you know. And, and they say one of Elon Musk's um, rockets is going to hit the moon, apparently. Have you heard about that? Um, intentionally? I say Elon Musk. Uh, not intentionally. They've you know, just some got boost. a loose rocket. Um, yeah, shit. So, so like, yeah, there's a lot of these um, problems with, like, yeah, Starlink. They don't. Th- I don't think Starlink's going to go that much further, if I'm honest with you. I mean, we'll see. But by the sounds of things, there are just too many issues with having that many microsatellites um, in, in orbit for, like, everybody else. So I imagine, you know, be it... Um, like uh, research-based stuff, communications-based stuff, military-based stuff. Like, there's too many interests involved, I think, for it to continue to expand based on more, more and more microsatellites. Um, found the rocket on the again, moon thing, just, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it's a rocket that was launched in 2015 right. um, and put into orbit a NASA satellite called the Deep Space Climate Observatory. Mm-hmm. Um, the second stage of the ro- uh, rocket or booster has been floating in the what the mathematical mathematicians call a chaotic orbit right um <laughs> and basically it's on course to hitting the moon with no real effect obviously right. there's no, yeah. no real issue it's with it hitting the moon. Yeah. but yeah that was 2015 <laughs> so it's the, they've just been tracking it and just tracking these pieces Jeez. that is on on course for just landing on the moon so mm-hmm. it's just gonna be a bit of junk up positive there. news though a bit of rubbish up there uh, before, the james before anyone else gets there oh yeah <laughs> Trash. The James Webb Space Telescope. Mm. Holy shit. Is that finished? That's a Is monumental that achievement. Well, it's almost in full position. Yeah. And my God, if you look into just how nuanced and detailed and specific, like every step needed to I know. be. Yeah. Uh, so many points. Is insane. Um, and it's going to hopefully herald a whole new era of breakthroughs of like how the hell the universe works i know that'd be so cool because if they suddenly just like yeah. switch it on and they're like what the fuck is that thing and they're just like oh my god that's been like so close to us this entire time but we just couldn't see it because of our technology yeah. and shit or whatever i'm excited to see what they but the orbit it does is what fascinates me is they've managed to get it on i can't remember it's like beyond the moon i think there's an l2 orbit basically mm-hmm. where it it gets trapped in a gravity well um, that spins behind... I think it's always eclipsed by uh, either the moon or the Earth so that it keeps extremely cool. Mm. Okay. And it's managed to find an orbit that not only goes around, but also, like, rotates oh, okay. in so itself. Get more, like, so it's always... Yeah, it's at the Lagrange, Lagrange uh, point or two. Lagrange point two. Yeah. It's incredible. Like if you look at that yeah. um, and how they managed to just place it there, <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, uh, exactly. Orbital mechanics and all that sort of stuff. I think is what that is. Is it based on orbital mechanics? But um, absolutely, yeah. If you go on, if you search, uh, if you're interested, where is Webb? Um, and then there's yeah. a NASA website. It's got all the stats. It's just got lots of different things. It's about five days out from being it's at its like perfect distance from Earth. I think. Or oh, very close. Yeah. Um, yeah, and hopefully we'll see some crazy shit. I mean, imagine if we discovered life on another planet. Imagine how cool that oh, would yeah. be, regardless of what it is. Well, also, it gets to see the beginnings of the universe mm-hmm. because of its position and the the blue shift in or the red shift. It goes beyond the point that uh, the Hubble was able to go um, and would pick up the light signals from early in our universe, which is nuts. But if you look at the hot side and cold side of the telescope, it just shows how amazing the technology is. On the hot side, it's like 130 Fahrenheit. Um, and on the cold side, it's minus 348. <laughs> it's crazy. And that's the part that needs to be extremely cool for all the really intricate uh, technologies to work, the sensors, which is awesome. <clears throat> that's, that's cool. There's also Most been a major, break, a major breakthrough um, in using um, a cutting-edge laser to bring fusion energy closer than ever. Um, so fusion energy is the sustained um, 
reaction essentially from i think in this case they're using hydrogen molecules but it's essentially splitting the atom i suppose you'd call it um but it's it's a self-sustaining reaction so once the initial energy is inputted um we generate um ridiculous amounts of energy like that in the center of our sun uh over and over and over again and a um an advanced laser lab uh where was it um national ignition facility uh, they heated up a BB-sized hydrogen isotope to many times the temperature of the core of the sun. Uh, they created the pressure necessary to trigger the fusion process in hydrogen, which then heated the material of its own accord by a significant fraction of a megajoule without the aid of other sources of heat. Um, it's the Damn. opposite of splitting, sorry. Um, right. Fusing. Yeah, but I mean, makes sense. Again, it's just, it's just another step. I mean, we've, we've been making progress towards this, this version of... Um, of, of energy production for, for decades now and it's that would be cool getting closer and closer i mean something like this something like you know and, and the james webb telescope might help us to allow uh, to understand more things about it you know the large hydron uh, hadron collider was one of those technologies this new technology yeah. might help us understand how yeah things were formed and made um better and that might allow us to understand more things about energy generation which may help us solve climate change because as soon as we get the infinite energy problem sorted nice. we can turn off all of the fucking dirty coal and things like that. Uh, you know what could also help calculate climate change uh, fixes? Quantum computers. Apparently there's a massive breakthrough in the ability to mm. mass-produce quantum computers now. Yeah. So I don't know the details, but apparently they've solved an issue where it was very difficult for quantum computers to be mass-produced. And it makes it much more likely that we'll have something called the digital apocalypse, where the... Um, <laughs> where the... Yeah. Um, power of quantum computers allows us to decrypt anything so so most privacy mm. and most transactional technology on, on on the internet is based on encryption making them secure right so be it mm -hmm. banking or you know <clears throat> be it your iCloud or all those pictures of your penis you've got hidden somewhere or another all of that thing will be crackable in seconds using quantum computing so they're like shit that's the problem if we you need quantum security before we have quantum computers yeah, yeah. should be the first thing they need to try and make yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Shit. So uh, well, that's all that to look forward to in our yeah. not too distant future. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, we'll see. <laughs> Christ, interesting time. Uh, maybe back up all your um, private information onto hardware mm. of some kind and get it off the internet. <laughs> get it off the clouds. <laughs> empty your clouds. clouds. Clear them out. Get your clouds. The clouds out. are emptying suddenly. Um, and that's about it for the podcast today. Mm -hmm. We've uh, once again gone past our. You know, our, our loosey-goosey 40 minutes. We always want to do a, a little bit more and wrap up the conversations where possible. So, uh, yeah, we'll call it there for the Harry Potter podcast. Mm -hmm. yeah. I hope Number you got one. your Harry Potter fix of the week. Number one. Yeah. Raise um, your wands with us as we... Um, raise your wands, everybody. Uh, and uh, let us know which house you're in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good luck finding your Patronums and yeah. all that. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> thanks again to... Edward, a.k.a. Philbert Picklesworth, who will sound us out with the complete uh, tune that they created to round off the theme of Harry Potter. Good quality. And we'll be here next sounding. week. Yes. Um, and we might be continuing our foray of streaming further, so you should really go to twitch.tv slash hatfilms mm, mm -hmm. and uh, check us out there because we do crazy stuff now. Oh, it's cool. crazy. Insane. It is crazy. All right, have a great week, everyone. See you next Friday. Ta-ra. Goodbye Ta for now.